Amanda Drinkle, you have now played Desdemona at least twice. Are you just a sucker for punishment? (laughs) (laughs) I actually, this is my third time. Whoa! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 781, Amanda Drinkall's Desdemonas. A few weeks ago, I talked to Kelvin Roston Jr., who's playing the title role in Othello, The Tragedy of the Moor of Venice, at the Court Theatre in Chicago in a production directed by Charles Newell and Gabrielle Randall-Bent that plays and streams through December 5th, 2021. This week, I get to talk to Amanda Drinkall, who plays Desdemona, and as it happens, I've seen Amanda play Desdemona once before with the Backroom Shakespeare Project in a once-only performance that opened and closed on the same night and was staged with little, if any, rehearsal in a crowded bar. The current Court Theatre production is similarly intimate, but fully directed and produced and rehearsed, so I was excited to talk to Amanda about the differences between the two productions. What I love so much about this production at the Cork Theater is that it had that intimacy of a backroom shakes performance. Um, did you know that going in? Did you raise your hand and say, "You guys, let's do it the way we do it in a bar"? What did? <laughs> how did that? How did this come about for you? I did not know that going in. Um, that was a pleasant surprise for me. Um, in my callback, I had my callback on Zoom, and talking with Charlie during the callback. Some of what he was saying sounded a little irreverent of the script and a little, he talked about it being kind of an adaptation and that made me super excited with my history with Backroom. I was like, oh, well, I love being irreverent. So this sounds great. Um, But that was really the only inkling that I had that it would be anything other than your stereotypical Shakespeare production. So when we started, when they started talking about where the audience would be sitting and how the theater was going to be configured, I got super excited because that is the best way to do it. I interviewed Kelvin already and I used this term with him and I'm going to repeat it now only because I think it should be a thing, but this is not theater in the round. It is theater in the surround. Yeah. Actors are surrounding the audience and it's, and it's terrific. Um, did you, I mean, my question at the top was facetious, but a little bit real. Is there, is it challenging to play this role, this famous victim? I will argue, I mean, obviously she is a victim because spoiler alert, she dies. But for me, I think, I think of her kind of like a lot of Shakespeare's lovers like Juliet or Viola, you know, especially because Desdemona is, I think, separated from the play in a way that she really is in a love story for a while. And then her love story kind of gets confusing. And then all of the sudden she's in a tragedy. So for me, it is the amount of love in her is what kind of propels me and 
makes her such an exciting character to play and that I've returned to so many times now. Well, and 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 Kelvin was saying he loved the idea that of course Othello would be attracted to the warrior in Desdemona. There is something fierce about her when she challenges him. And I thought in this production, you were possibly the fiercest Desdemona I've seen in the sense. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> I, I wish the listeners could see the expression. Because <laughs> um, it, 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 to my mind, you and Tim Kane as Iago were playing Othello's versions of your characters. It seemed like we were seeing them through your eyes. And so, yeah, you were a little sassy to him, to the general. Um, yeah, was, definitely. Is that a thing that, that is that a thing that um, that you talked about or was that is that just come out? You didn't. It just came out. Well, I think with me, that comes out a lot <laughs> just because I am who I am. But we did talk about her being powerful and forthright and a little outspoken. And those are the things that draws Othello to her and draws them to each other, that they're both these powerful figures who um, say what they want and do what they want. Yeah. And a lot of times when you see this play, and not just this play, but a lot of Shakespeare's plays, it's easy to play the women as wafy victims who all of a sudden are just being murdered and didn't do anything to try to save themselves. And we were trying to veer away from that type of representation of women, which is boring and yes. Yes. bad. Yeah, uh, retrograde and wrong in all sorts of ways, but just as you say, fundamentally just boring. And that's yeah. not what we wanna see. No, a hundred percent. Is it fun to, I mean, you've probably done multiple Shakespeare plays, multiple times. Is it fun to approach them over and over because there's you, you're always finding something new based on either who you're playing with or what's going on in the world when you do it? Definitely. I think that's one of the things that has kept me coming back to Backroom is that we can do the same play over and over again. And the way we do it, obviously just do it once, but it's always a different group of people and the audience obviously is always different. But it is, there's always something else to find and something else new to discover. And when you're playing with a new partner, it can bring out something entirely different from you, which is super exciting. Well, and you make a great point because with the, the two pr productions of Backroom Shakes where you played Desdemona, you literally performed it once for mm -hmm. that audience on those nights. But now you're in an actual run, which has now been extended to December 5th. So in, in a couple of ways, this is maybe the first time you've played Desdemona. What's it like get, getting to do it night after night? Yeah, I talked with Charlie and Gabby about that um, before because Charlie kind of had the impression that I had played Desdemona many times before. And I had to make very clear that I, I wasn't an expert of her text and I wasn't an expert in her story. I was like, I've only done it basically twice. So there was a lot more to discover. Um, what was your question? <laughs> what's, what's it like doing a run? I mean, getting, right. getting to have a run at it. It's, so exciting. It's 
the fun thing about backroom is that you do it once and there's the adrenaline is nuts and it's opening and closing on the same night. But being in a run, you just get to explore and play. And if something didn't quite work last night, well, you can try it again tomorrow night. And having an audience that is always new and always giving you new information and new things to respond to makes it just that much more interesting and tricky to figure out how the story needs to be told. Because I think it, it, the story, we tell the story differently every night based on what the audience is giving us. And sometimes, you know, there are really laughy audience and it's a tragedy. So when they're laughing, it brings out bubble, it bubbles up all these different emotions or an audience who can be really silent and really listening, or you'll have an audience that will um, clearly be a very intellectual or scholarly or Shakespeare know-it-alls. And they're kind of laughing at all the weird little Shakespeare intricacies. So all of that kind of, for me anyway, changes the way that the story comes out on any given night. I, I love to hear that you're getting audiences that laugh because I, I we laughed a I was there at opening night, which is typically a pretty mm -hmm. stuffy older crowd. And uh, I thought we were, uh, you guys were way better than we were. We, <laughs> I had some <laughs> notes for our performances and audience. So I'm glad to know that people are laughing. You're getting good audiences in that way. Yeah, yeah, they are. All They've all been great. And it's fun too. Not only just the laughter, but when people have an audible, visceral response to something of someone, you know, so many times when Iago says something, the audience knows he's flat out lying or being awful in some way. And they will respond to that vocally, which is, oh, it just gets my gears going. It's so fun. I'm Peter Holland. I'm the McMeal Family Professor in Shakespeare Studies at the University of Notre Dame, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We're still the remote Shakespeare company, but variance and equity protocols permitting our first performances back will be in January of 2022. You can find all of our upcoming performance dates at our website, reducedshakespeare.com, and you can send any questions, suggestions, or mild indigestions via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. And now back to my conversation with Amanda Drinkall, who's playing Desdemona in Othello, The Tragedy of the Moor of Venice, at the Court Theater in Chicago, which runs and streams through December 5th, 2021. The violence and the physicality of the show is is really great. And, and as far as I can tell, at least with the violence, I don't think anybody actually touches anybody. And, and although you did it without masks, nobody actually kissed. There was like forehead touching. Yeah. Were, these, were these stylistic choices made because of COVID or because it felt right for this production at this time? Or how did that all come about? I think it was mostly because it felt right for this production. Um, and then kind of as an afterthought, it COVID kind of entered into it. But that wasn't a driving force behind the artistic decisions, I think. It, we were 
I think we were even into previews when Kelvin and I kind of brought up with our directors, wait, is the, are we not going to kiss ever? Like, is that, we kind of hadn't talked about it and it just a moment hadn't organically occurred that a kiss would happen. And then we were kind of interested in that. So, oh, well, maybe we don't kiss. What other ways can we express physical intimacy without having to lock lips, which yeah. I think gives the whole piece an interesting physical life that is unlike any other Othello I've seen. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I love that as well. It, it, you know, it's it's an abridged, reduced version <laughs> of the text, which I always applaud, um, mm -hmm. but filled with such wonderful, uh, uh, a wonderful physicality and physical vocabulary. Yeah, Erin Kilmurray helped us with the, she was the movement director and they were just incredible and used a lot of, um, they would give us a prompt and we would then explore in our own bodies and create some content. And then they brought that to the group and altered it or used it or finagled it in a way to to create all those movement sequences, the prologue sequence we have and the dance sequence that we have. Um, but a lot of that was generated by the ensemble, which is fun to create that kind of stuff with each other. Well, and it was an incredibly diverse ensemble too, which is another power of this production. What does that do for the production to have so many diverse voices in the room and in the rehearsals? I just think it makes for a fuller and more rich production and a more lifelike production. You know, there are very few places in this city or in the world where you can just be in a room full of all white people. Yeah. And that's so, again, boring. And that's, you know, that's not the world that we live in, definitely not the city that we live in. So having a just a really rich, diverse cast like we have, it makes it feel more like real life, which makes me excited. And I think that's another way to make Shakespeare more exciting for people who think maybe, oh, well, Shakespeare is highbrow. It's not for me. It's like, well, no, it's for everybody from every economic class, every race, every gender, anybody. Shakespeare is for humanity. So I think having a more diverse cast, it helps people feel more welcome in the world of Shakespeare. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more question I'll ask Amanda in about 45 seconds. Othello, the tragedy of the Moor of Venice runs and streams at the Court Theater in Chicago through December 5th, 2021. Go to courttheater.org for more information. Then send us your different interpretations of Shakespeare heroines via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, ReduceShakespeare.com or visit my website, TheShakespeareans.com. Thanks as always to Drunken Casio Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout out this week goes to Catherine Ormond. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Peter Holland from the International Shakespeare Association and the University of Notre Dame. 
And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Tishner, 781-2343rds of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. All right, so Amanda, do you feel like you um you're done with Desdemona now? <laughs> Are you gonna throw yourself under that bus again? What do you think? This happens to me a lot when I do plays. I will have the part that I have, and I love the part that I have. And then as I watch other people playing their parts, then I start thinking, ooh, I wanna be Iago, or ooh, I wanna be Amelia. So I think maybe the next time I do a fellow, I will try to venture out to someone else. Maybe Rodrigo is calling my name, you know? I think there's all, there's so many other little journeys that are happening in this play. And while I am having a great time being Desdemona, I think maybe next time I do it, I'll, I'll aim for somebody else. Yes, there are many steps between Desdemona and the nurse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.